Yes, yeah, so I'm Andy. I'm um, a young adults pastor here in Nottingham, and I realised as I was prepping for this evening that I've been working with the CU for five years now, and I know you guys aren't normally in this room, but five years ago, the first CU thing I came along to was in this room. So I feel like, come full circle, back here. So it's so good to be here tonight, so excited about the time that you find yourselves in as CU, so so great. I'm, uh, I'm married to this beautiful lady on the front row. This is Ruth here. She's awesome. Just give him a little wave, Ruth. Just say, somebody, you got a fan back there. We'll be having a conversation afterwards. Um, but no, I love CU. I love CU. I'm so excited for events week coming up. And over the years, I've seen the different kind of events week that's happened. And I must admit, I've never been so excited for an event, event week as this one. Just something so powerful about stories. And I'm excited for people to, um, yeah, to, to be sharing your stories with people and the opportunity you've got here on campus. It's awesome. Um, we were singing in that song just a second ago. Um, this is a tangent already, but I just, I just want to share it with you. We were singing that, that phrase, defender of the weak, and that God comforts those in need. And I just wonder, maybe there's a few people here tonight, and actually right now, you feel like you need comforting. Right now, you feel like you need Defending. And then the song before, we, we sang about God fighting our battles. Maybe right now you feel like you've been fighting some battles, and you're a bit tired, and you're a bit weary. But just a reminder, just, just before we do anything else, don't remind that God will fight your battles. And that maybe you've been fighting emotionally, maybe you've been, you've been fighting through your thoughts and, and what you've been trying to process these situations. But just to encourage you that maybe the next bit of fighting you need to do is just in prayer. Just to bring it before God. That's a complete tangent, so I'm coming back to my notes. So we're going to be talking about the topic tonight, sharing your story. Sharing your story. But, but maybe you're here today and, and you wouldn't normally find yourself in an environment like this. Maybe you wouldn't call yourself a Christian. Or, or maybe you're here today and actually you would normally call yourself a Christian, but, but as perchance you find yourself here and actually you're far from God. The reality is I found, I've been in church my entire life but haven't always felt close to God. In fact, the time when I ran away from God, I still attended church. And so I can relate if that's you tonight, and actually you're here tonight because you, you, you got brought, or you, you feel like you had to be here because it's the right thing to do. But right now in your heart, you feel from far from God. And we start opening up to talk about a topic like sharing your story, and you're like, I feel like my story is still being shaped, still being formed. I just want to say that's awesome. So do I. I feel exactly the same in my life, that my stories would still be in shape, still be informed. And I just, my heart is that by the end of this next few minutes, you would feel like you've got something to share as well. You see, stories are powerful, but, but when we start talking about sharing our story, in this context, we're talking about the story of what Jesus has done for us. And the thing about stories is, stories are amazing, I love stories, um, but but I find it very interesting that when it comes to sharing this story, it's almost like a chapter of our life that we can miss out. If something amazing happens, if I'd won the lottery yesterday, um, I don't even know what day did they draw the lottery. <coughs> lottery no, nobody knows. Um, but if I'd done the lottery yesterday and I'd won it, I, I like, th- probably be bringing that up somewhere, do you know what I mean, in a few of my conversations. Why? Because that would be an exciting thing happening in my life. You know, you, you find it when you watch things like X Factor, maybe you don't, maybe you've got better things to do with your life, but you, you're watching things like this and you can see a performance and it's like, ah, oh, it's a great performance, but the thing that grabs us, it's often the story. 
It's often the story that makes us go, wow. I was watching a dance show earlier with Ruth, and somebody was dancing, and I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And then Ruth nudged me and said, do you know he's blind? And I was like, whoa. The power. He wasn't blind, was he? He was deaf. That's, that's, that's the true story. <laughs> it's important you tell a true story as well. It's important you stick to the facts. Anyone making notes tonight? But the important thing was, it was the context of the story. When I heard the story, I was like, wow, that makes what I'm watching all the more powerful. And I, We love sharing stories, and we know that stories are powerful, but when we flick through the chapters of the book that is our life, sometimes, maybe like me, we can miss out some of the most important chapters. The chapters when we encountered Jesus and everything changed. And I, I don't know, maybe just over the next few minutes we can explore that. Why is that? Why is it that something so profound, something so powerful that's happened in our lives can, can be something that is so easily missed? So we're going to look at a scripture. We're going to look at John 4. I'm going to read from verses 4 to 42. So if you've not done a Bible reading today, don't worry, I've got you. We're about to do it right now. John 4, 4 to 42. Do you have any paper Bibles in the room? Do you have any? Oh, come on. Some people stay in old school. I love it. This is what it says, verse 4. Now he, that's Jesus, had to go to Samaria. So he came to a ta- town called Samaria, called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy some food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for the drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave you the well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up, up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water. Sounds awesome so that I won't get thirsty. I have to come here to draw water again. Jesus says to her, Go, call your husband and come back. Um, I have no husband, she replied. Interesting. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. It's getting awkward. The fact is, you have had five husbands getting more awkward. And the man you are now with, uh, he's not your husband either. It's like, this is, this is crazy. It's escalating fast. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. This is the best sidetrack I've ever seen. It's not even subtle. It's like, let's talk about mountains instead of husbands. It says, woman, Jesus replied, believe me, he meets her where she's at. I love this. A time is coming when you will worship the Father, 
neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, that salvation is from the Jews, Jesus said. Yet a time is coming and has now come that the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit. And his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I am the one speaking to you. I am he. Before we move on, this is an incredibly powerful moment. It's one of those things that we can just read and miss what's happened. But this dialogue is just absolutely incredible and it captures how Jesus will meet us right where we're at. Wherever we find ourselves in our story, wherever she found herself, Jesus was willing to adjust and meet her right where she was at. But this moment is so powerful. It's so profound. Jesus is saying, I am that Messiah. I'm the one that everyone's been talking about. I'm the one you're waiting for. And she's realized that she sat there having a one-to-one. This is an incredible moment. It then goes on to say this. Just then, interruption, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or uh, why are you talking with her? Because they were scared. It doesn't say that, but that's my interpretation. Then leaving the water jar, the woman went back into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Slight exaggeration. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Meanwhile, and then the story goes on a slight tangent that you can go and read in your own time. Really interesting, so do go and do that. But we're going to rejoin the story in verse 39, which continues. The woman's gone out. She shared her story with these people, and they're coming. And it says this, verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So the Samaritans came to him. They urged him to stay with them. He stayed for two days. And because of his words, many more believers, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Told you you were gonna get your Bible reading today. We're just gonna look at this story just for a few moments now. And I just want to draw out three thoughts, three reflections for us to gather around and think on as we look at how can we, how can we share our story. Number one, I want to say we need to remember our story. You see, this woman had an incredible moment where she met with Jesus. This is a powerful moment that radically changed her life. And, and many of us here in this room have had that moment. That moment where we've met with Jesus, we've accepted him into our lives, we've had that life-transforming moment, sometimes we can forget it. Or maybe we don't forget it, but we don't necessarily remember it for what it was. Let me give you an example. As I said, I've grown up in the church. I was born in the church, not literally, that would be weird. But I've grown up in the church, and I had a moment when I was four years old where I said, you know what, I want Jesus to be my friend. Just, 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 just a moment that, that, a, that a teacher just opened up to the classroom. Would anyone like to? And I was like, yeah, I'd like to do that. Now, I could look at that 
as a four-year-old boy and be like, that's not, is that significant? Is that a big deal? It doesn't sound like such a crazy story like this lady. It doesn't sound powerful. And I think sometimes when we remember our story, maybe you have a story like me, maybe yours feels more dramatic. But I just want to say, before we go anywhere else, every single story of somebody accepting Jesus into their lives is powerful. And maybe because physically we don't see fireworks, maybe because we can't actually hear the angels and the party that's going on in heaven, sometimes here on earth, we can miss the moment. And we remember this moment that we gave our life to Jesus, or, or maybe we don't. Maybe it was just some point in my life, but I know I did somewhere. And we can think that our stories aren't powerful. But the reality is, the Bible says, that Jesus speaking about salvation says, that we are born again. And the conversation he's having, the guy's freaking out, as you would, because it's like, I don't want to go back in the womb. This is weird. It's a weird moment, it's a weird moment, but, but Jesus is trying to paint a picture for how dramatic this is. The Bible talks about going from death to life. It talks about an entirely new life. It talks about going from being lost to being found. This is dramatic language that's happened for you and for me. And I just thought before we get any further in talking about our stories, let's remember our story. And maybe we have, and I certainly have in my life, over time, remembered my story of encountering Jesus a little bit casual, a little bit like, yeah, it was, I was really young. That's not my story. My story was I was broken. This, my story was I was lost. But Jesus did a powerful work in my life, and now I'm found. Maybe you gave your life to Jesus recently. Maybe it was a long time ago. Maybe you're still on a journey. But I just want to say as well that as we're talking about sharing our story, we've got to realize that every single day we're making a decision to follow Jesus. There may have been a moment, but, 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 but we woke up today and said, you know what? That's where I'm putting my faith in. So every single day we're making that statement. I mean, I'm just wow here tonight. It's a Friday. Do you guys know it's Friday night, right? You, you know it's Friday night. And, and, and you're coming into a room where you, where you might have lectures. Like, as if, do you not get enough lectures already? I'm like, but that says everything about this group of people that I see in front of me tonight. And the reason I'm here is because you're here. Because you're here because you want to make a difference. And I just want to encourage you, the fact you're here on a Friday night is a declaration of what God's done in your life. The fact that you're not out there just, just living the crazy life out there right now, getting drunk, doing whatever you might be doing, or just living life without Jesus, the fact you're here says something about your story. And I commend you and I honor you guys. You're absolutely incredible. First, I want to encourage us. We must remember our story. We must remember that it's powerful. We must remember that we're experiencing God's grace every single day. Three points, I promise. So I must give you point number two. Point number two, how do we, how do we go about, how do we move to a place where we're able to share our story? Number two is um, share your story. Um, First we encounter Jesus, then we share our story. That's, that's the end of the complication. Sometimes we can make sharing our story really, really complicated. And we can overthink it so much, I know I have, that it's like, ah, how do we do this? But, but, but what happens is you, you have a moment where you encounter Jesus, and then you tell people about it. Now the reality is, and maybe you can, in this moment you're like, yeah, but it's harder than that, bro. It's not that easy. 
But, but we must have a moment where we look at this story and we see what this woman, what woman did. She had this moment with Jesus and her reaction, her gut instinct was to get up. Was to get up and head back into the city, back into her world, back into her normal, back where people haven't yet met with Jesus and tell them her story. I just wonder what would happen if every single person here in this room today, me included, left this place as people who have met with Jesus and went and told people about it. That's what she did. She just said, this is how it is. She didn't kind of like make it pretty. She just said, this is what happened to me. This is my story. But I started to think, I started to think, well, that's, that's what happened for her, but for me and for you, so often this isn't our story. I'm thinking, what happens? And I realize what happens is we meet with Jesus and we stay at the well. We meet with Jesus, we have this powerful moment and it's comfortable with him. It's, it's, I feel safer here with him. Maybe I, maybe I can just stay in this moment with Jesus. And, and that might reflect our churches. I love church. Church is so important. But that might reflect our churches. I love this environment I've already talked to you about. I love equip. But that also might represent equip. It might represent our Christian friendships. The place where we've had a God moment and then we've just stayed. And we were never meant to stay. It was, it was never meant to end this story at the well. It was always meant to go beyond the well. But maybe we've just stayed there. And I just want to encourage us. I know how it is if you've stayed there for a while. It can be hard to pick yourself up. But not to overcomplicate it. To remember you have a story. And remember that the next part is you just share it. Share what happened to you because it's powerful. And number three. Number three. Three steps in helping us as we approach sharing our story. Number three is we see a new story. See a new story. The Bible says the people who heard the testimony of this woman, they came out of the town, having been directed by the woman, and they made their way to Jesus. Many of them, verse 39, it says, many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Wow. This is, this is crazy. What's, what's going on here? This woman has only just met with Jesus. This is the first meeting. This is not her tenth week in church. This is not her, her second year in CU. This woman has just met with Jesus. And she's gone and told these people her story. And people are coming. People are coming. It's like she's just said, this is what's happened. And people are turning up. This, this moment, it's, it's like crazy. Like, hold on a minute. This woman, she, she's not even done Uncover yet. She's not even going to her and she's bringing people. It's like, hold on, whoa, this is, she's just going. She's just sharing her story. It's powerful. And it says that multitudes of people were coming. People were coming to Jesus. Just from this one woman's courage just to go, you know what? And she had a reputation, no doubt, to come out and say, you know what? One day she had that reputation. The next day she's saying, this is what just happened. I've met the Messiah. Come, come and see. Come and see. What would happen? What would happen? See, you if we just left this place today and went, you know what? I've got a story and I'm just going to tell it as it is. I'm just going to tell people what Jesus has done in my life. It's personal. It's 
real to me. Come, come and see. Powerful. And I love what's, what's said in verse 42. People who had come, they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves. Wow. You see, what I love about this is, first they're just coming on her story. First they're just coming on her saying, you know, I've met this person. Jesus, he's awesome. You should come. You should come. First that's what they come on. But they come back to her. And they're like, first, first we were just running off that. We were just running off, but now we've heard for ourselves. Now we've had our moment. So powerful. This woman's story. Her sharing her story meant that she got to see a new story. And not just one new story, but multitudes of new stories. Because she took what she had. She took a real, genuine experience with Jesus and shared it. What a powerful thought. Now, as we come up to, to events week, we can, we can do that. We can do that. We can share our real story with people. We can say to people, hey, you know this story part of my life I've never told you about? Well, you know, I go to that church. Well, you know what? I, I want to give you the full story. This is what's happened in my life. You see, it's, it's not just, it's not us who save people. It's not us who change lives, but we have the absolute privilege of knowing the one who does. We're here in this room in February 2019, and we have the privilege of having had a moment with Jesus. And I'm just so excited about the thought of that not just stopping here. I just believe that in the room today we've got people who are not going to stay at the well. We're not going to stay there. We're going to take it, and we're going to share it. I want to say, remember that your story Remember it. Remember your story. Remember it for what it really is. Don't dull it down. Don't make it something that it's not. It's powerful and it's life-changing. Number two, I want to say that we need to share our story. Share our story with people. Don't overcomplicate it. And number three, let's believe that we're going to see some new stories. We're going to see some new stories in just a few weeks' time of lives being transformed by the gospel. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much so much for Jesus. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. We're so grateful. We, we don't want to get used to the fact and, and become complacent with the fact that you have done such a powerful work in our lives. And I thank you for every single person that is represented here in this room. Every single one of us with our own story, Lord God. Pray for us, Lord God, that you would you'd, you'd encourage us from this, Lord God. Encourage us from the scriptures. That we would go out and leave this place today and share our story of what you've done in our lives. Lord God, and we are, we're standing together tonight, and we're believing that we're going to see the multitudes of people coming in over these next few weeks, Lord God, having their own life-changing encounters. And if you're here tonight, and when I mentioned about feeling far from God, when I mentioned about maybe not being in right relationship with God, if you're here right now, I just want to pray for you. God, I pray for every single person in that position. God, that in this moment, Lord God, they want to, Lord God, that they would open up their hearts to you and that you would, you would come into their lives, Lord God. Pray that you do a transformative work in them. That they would know in this moment that they're loved by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take care. Thank you so much.